0: Dewey Do, Dew, a podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning, hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen,
1: alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogie. Welcome into now one, two, three... Four, five, episode six. That's right. Yeah, you can't see Dewey right now, but episode six of the What Do We Do podcast. Kyle Bogey with you, Dewey, Stephen, CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, and uh, this is going to be interesting because I want to basically come at this from one standpoint and one standpoint only. This is going to be a podcast and a market podcast. For dummies, where Dewey, I think you're going to be asking me some questions. You're going to be explaining something. No, no, no. I'm the dummy. You're the expert. I didn't even get to say hi to everyone yet, and you just called me a dummy. I'm the dummy. Okay. I promise you. Hi, everybody. Dewey Stephan here. Episode six. This is going to be great. OK, we're, we're going to flip the script a little bit. OK, you're, you're going to take my role for a second and I'm going to try and fill your role where I'm going to be in the pressure cooker having to answer some questions here. Looking forward to uh, what we're going to get into here. And again, we, we thank you guys for listening, subscribing, sharing, downloading. I know, Dewey, you, you feel the same. I mean, this has been unbelievable getting started here.
0: Fantastic! This is episode six, and we're still just getting started, right? So I'm beyond ecstatic, and I think this will be a great episode for us to uh, share with our podcast listeners. So, yes, why don't we start with that, Bogey? Let's go back to the very basics of investing, or the very basics of the stock market, right? Are you familiar with the stock market? Have you heard of it? Vaguely,
1: yeah, yeah, okay. a-, a little bit, right? It's okay. not livestock. It's a, it's it's the market. Apparently is what it's called, right?
0: It's the stock market. Okay. Um, yes. So there's a uh, a stock room where you keep your stocks in the really back. yeah. There's a okay. stock room. Is it like a? Is there a filing cabinet or something in there? Is everything labeled or? It, it very well might have to be, you know. <laughs> and like you said, it could be livestock. But as it ta- as we talk about being serious for a minute and getting into it, there are three main. Uh, markets or three main indices that we follow. Okay, one is called the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the Dow. Mm-hmm. One is called the S and P Standard and Poor's. Okay. and one is called the Nasdaq. Right, which is the National Association of Security Dealers Automated
1: Quotations. Okay, okay. Are you familiar with the Dow, the S and P, and the Nasdaq. Vaguely. I mean, when I I make my coffee in the morning, you know, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., whenever the baby has me up, right, and I I flip on CNBC and I see Dow, NASDAQ, S&P, and all these numbers that kind of follow it, but I have really no idea what they actually are. Right. I'll be honest with you.
0: Right. Well, um, a lot of people probably just see it stream by and are wondering the same exact thing. <laughs> so, with that, let's start from the very basics. The Dow has a certain number of stocks in it, okay, because it's an index. It's where you start to kind of gauge and use as your starting point to what something may or may not be worth. So, I'm going to give you some elementary questions here, Bogey. The okay. first one is, are you ready? How many stocks are in the Dow Jones Industrial Average?
1: Uh okay uh in the dow let's see you go with 50 not even
0: close okay uh. the dow blank the dow blank the dow blank what do you think let's try a little bit lower than 50 40 Okay, we're going to keep going to make it faster for our listeners. The Dow 30. Okay. You got to dumb it down for me. We're going to go fast. We're going to go fast. We can get to the good stuff, but this is uh, a good start. So, the Dow Jones Industrial Average consists of 30 of the largest companies in the United States. Okay. So, it's an exclusive club, if you will. It is definitely an exclusive club. Absolutely. Right. And the Dow goes back to the 1800s. Right. So, it's the largest publicly traded companies, and uh, they're supposed to be a cross-reference of those industries in the United States, okay? The Dow Jones 30, got it? Okay. This next one might be a little bit easier for you, so we're going to go with that, and that's the S&P. And there's actually a number that goes after it that might make it a little bit easy, but the S&P blank.
1: What do you think? It was one of my favorite games to play as a kid. You throw the baseball up in the air with the glove, 500. The S&P 500, what a terrible way to relate to it, but you know what? I got it.
0: Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ring the bell. He's got it. The S&P is 500 companies, okay, and they are now a larger cross-section of companies that, again, could be a barometer of what's happening, okay? So you've got the Dow 30, the S&P 500. Okay. This third one is the NASDAQ, okay, and the NASDAQ, I'm going to ask you, how many companies are in the NASDAQ?
1: Ooh, okay, so we got 30 in the Dow. We got, what is it, uh, 500 in the s and 100 in the NASDAQ? This
0: is great, because that's what you would think, but you're wrong. Okay, that's fantastic. (laughs) I I feel like this is going
1: to be a theme of this episode. I'm going to be wrong about a lot. You're going to correct me.
0: So this might be a trick question, but the NASDAQ composite would be the top 100 companies of the NASDAQ. So whether you had heard that before or not, the NASDAQ actually has over 3,000 stocks in it. Okay, and then the top 100 would be the composite that when people um, are taking a look at what the NASDAQ is worth was just
1: a little off. Okay. That was okay. Yeah. So
0: that's it. So you've got the Dow 30, the S&P 500, and the NASDAQ 100 slash 3 plus thousand.
1: So how often, I guess, do you have to explain that? you know to people is that something that most people understand because for me I mean I'm I'm trying to get more into it I need to get more into it I'm trying to watch and read as much as I possibly can but it it is difficult to follow and understand is is that something obviously that just came with your education your training something you followed your entire life too
0: not my whole entire life but once uh, you know went to college and graduated and got into the business you certainly have to understand these elementary terms and components of what you do. So I'm sure a lot of our clients as well as investors are somewhat familiar, you know, the phrase Dow or the S&P. You see the numbers, you read the paper or on TV or on your phone, you're certainly aware, you just may not know the details.
1: So uh, at the end of a day, and we're going to get into, you know, all three, what they are, what they specifically do, things to, you know, think about and all of that. But you hear all the time, you know, at the end of a day, say the market was down, right? Oh my gosh, I, I can't believe it. market was down 700 points today. What does that mean?
0: Well, and that's the great thing, because which market are we talking about? You said the market was down 700 today, which would tell me that's the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So that would be the market, meaning the Dow. A lot of people use that as the uh, market that they reference because it was the highest market. 25,000 around there currently was up to almost 30,000 before the COVID-19 pandemic. But that's the one that's been around the longest and has the most notoriety. Variety. professionals in the business may say that that index is a little antiquated these days but it's certainly one that most people pay attention to because of the bottom line number the amount of the move up 700 and down 700 so in a points uh, situation, that's the largest amount of points, but we look at
1: percentages. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and, and when it comes to, I appreciate you asking if it makes sense because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to follow along here and I'm trying to keep up with you as I've learned over the first five episodes this is, of course, episode six of uh, the What Do We Do podcast. And by the way, in addition to downloading, subscribing, sharing, you know, rating, all of it on all of your streaming services, you can also watch us now uh, on YouTube. So if you search Do We Steffen, What Do We Do podcast, uh, Great Lakes Wealth, whatever it may be, you can Find us on YouTube and uh, see, well, you know, what, what we're doing here and the coffee that we're drinking and whatever shirt we may be wearing. Hi, flamingos. Um, so when it comes to the, the points and on a daily basis, maybe it's up, maybe it's down. What, what can be most attributed to that? Is it our people selling something? Are people just getting scared away? Are people taking profits? What most contributes to something going up or something going down on a day-to-day basis with the Dow?
0: Well, Again, we would simplify to say on a day that the market, whatever market you're talking about, is down, there were more sellers than buyers. On a day when the market's up, there are more buyers than sellers. So it's really quite simple. It's supply and demand at its uh, purest form and um, how you use those indices as a a benchmark against what you're trying to accomplish, or what you have as a portfolio of investments, compared to again this index that you may be, um, you know, evaluating.
1: Okay, let's start with the the bigger uh, of the three, I suppose, the Nasdaq. You said three thousand different companies, if I'm not mistaken, right? I'm keeping up here. Okay, I'm starting to figure this out. So let's start there, and we can work our way up to the the exclusive club, the executive club, uh, if you will. How exactly is it determined that they these companies potentially are a part of the NASDAQ? And what is the difference between that and the other two? Well,
0: they're all kind of different, and there are some similarities with them as well. Even in some of the stocks, the companies that are in some are actually in all three of them. So they're not mutually exclusive. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: How, how does that work?
0: Well, so let's go with a company like Apple. Have you heard of Apple?
1: Like like, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah! I'm like kidding. The Mac, of course, the yes. iPhone 10 I <laughs> I can't play that dumb for two. Of course, I know Apple. Yes.
0: yes. So Apple's a stock that is actually in the Nasdaq, and it's also in the S and P 500, and it's also in the Dow 30. So that's a very simple explanation of a stock, a company that's actually listed on all three of those major- Is there
1: a particular reason
0: for that? Yes, because it's one of the largest companies in the world. It's also a company that you know we would say is technology-based, if you will, which would be kind of what the NASDAQ has as more than any other uh, sector within it. And then the S&P 500, again, has a good cross-section of American companies. Apple is certainly one, and it is certainly one of the largest. So each has their own rules to get in, and their rules to, you know, take you out. So there are changeovers in these indices, absolutely on an annual basis, um, most most of the time. So you kind of always have to pay attention to what's going on.
1: So to enter into the Nasdaq, I guess before we move on to you know kind of pinpointing the others, what, what are the qualifications? How do you have to? Is that is that too much? You're smiling. Is that is that yeah, it's very I'm, difficult and complicated, I'm assuming. It's very difficult okay. and
0: complicated. We don't need to get caught up on it. But in the NASDAQ especially, there's a, the there's a small cap. There's these things called pink sheets. So there are companies that don't even have uh, stated earnings or audited financials. So it can get really murky in part of the NASDAQ and part of these other larger exchanges. Again, if something's got 3,000 components versus something that has 30 components, right? So, yeah, uh, we certainly are not qualified to talk about what constitutes getting a company on, into an exchange. But we certainly know how to uh, find what who is in the exchange once they're there, and we can certainly then you know look for the opportunities that we need to find um, as investors.
1: Well, I feel like an expert on the Nasdaq, so let's just move on from that, okay? I think everyone out there listening has a full understanding of what that is and, and how it all works. So the the S and P five hundred, okay. How is that different? What is the the separator, I suppose, between that the Nasdaq and and, and the Dow?
0: So I am going to go back to Nasdaq one final okay. moment for you, which is uh, the Nasdaq is dominated by technology stocks. So when people talk about acronyms like FANG, which would be you know Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google, that's kind of an acronym for big tech stocks to invest in the fang stocks technology stocks dominate the nasdaq and some biotech and some financial so kind of more growthy names so the nasdaq is known as more growth investing if you you know want to um, look at it that way and then over to the S&P, that's 500 companies, right? And so, that's supposed to be more of a cross-section of all industries. The S&P is actually broken down into 11 sectors. And so, we don't need to go through what all 11 are, but you would have you know, your healthcare sector, your financial sector, your consumer discretionary, et cetera, et cetera. So, you can uh, then narrow down the S&P 500 into certain sectors if you want to really uh,
1: dive deeper into it. And I'm assuming when people say Fortune 500 company... That's exactly what they're talking about. Am I, am I putting two and two together to a certain degree there? Yeah, I, I think I'm inferring properly. I I, I think
0: so. I actually <laughs> don't know if I've ever been uh, asked that question before. So, I guess, like, let's say for common sense purposes, right, we say kiss, keep it simple, stupid. So, I would say that uh, that would make sense to me, but maybe Fortune has their own list of 500. So, as I'm talking out loud, I actually, maybe uh, one of our podcast listeners can do a little research and Send you an email on it.
1: (laughs) Please, please send me that email. I appreciate that. Get me caught up on everything. So, as far as the S and P five hundred goes, what what is? I suppose. It feels to me, at least, just again layman's terms, trying to understand the difference between all three. And of course, as we get to the Dow, this feels like one that is the the next step just below the Dow. Those thirty exclusive companies, essentially, is that? Am I reading that properly?
0: Kind of properly. The uh, S and P is still exclusive, and the S and P again may be a more accurate barometer when you're looking about a cross section of all of uh, corporate America. So it's you know it's probably. Regarded as the best representation, I think it covers over eighty percent of the uh, total u s. stock market capitalization. So they're all important. The NASDAQ's certainly important in some degree of how we're evaluating um, investments s and p five hundred again has a more of a broad brush to it. And then the Dow 30, again, some would argue is a little bit more entrenched in uh, non-growth type of companies and may not be a true representation of all of investing. So, it, it you know, it kind of depends on your point of view as well.
1: You, you can decline to answer, smack me in the face, cut this podcast off if you'd like, uh, you know, for asking this if you don't want to answer it. But I, I guess, how do you go from NASDAQ to S&P 500? How, how are you included in that You know, exclusive middle, I suppose, of the S and P 500. Is there something you have to qualify for? Is there certain parameters? Is that a little bit too detailed that that we don't really need to get into? It's probably a little too too detailed. I would believe the S and P
0: 500 and certainly the Dow Jones Index. They will approach companies, and it's based on your market capitalization, your market size. Right? You have to be one of the largest companies to qualify. And then, as it relates to the Dow, they only want you know certain. Companies that may fit again additional criteria, Uh, but any more information to that certainly that's getting in the weeds.
1: So the Dow obviously a a members only exclusive. You need to be wearing uh, you know your your best suit coat, and uh, it it seems to be a place that is just of top drawer, uh, you know if you will. Is that kind of a a good way to describe it? The some of the thirty best companies, I suppose, or the the elites out there. Is that? That's what the
0: Dow would certainly tell you they are, and the companies that are inside of it would, would tell you they are as well. And so, yes, again, absolutely. But you're not going to get um, companies that may have, you know, aggressive growth. You may not have companies that you think are really um, expanding their footprint. These are again more of the uh, tried and true companies that have been around and established themselves. And quite frankly, like an environment we're in now with COVID nineteen and the pandemic and not not knowing whether we're uh, working from home or able to, you know, business as usual, we as investors are absolutely determining what is a company that has defined earnings and has, um, you know, uh, stability and will be around. Let's say, for lack of any other uh, way to put it, versus those that are growing and may have to deal with the
1: ups and the downs as their uh, their cycle goes. The Dow is safer and, and maybe more. Sustainable, I guess, to a certain degree. Is that is that one thing you would impress upon people to understand about the Dow?
0: So, again, that's, that's kind of what you would think, but I don't necessarily know if that's true, right? Because, again, in the last three months of investing, it's actually the NASDAQ, back to the NASDAQ, is the one that's actually up on the year. The NASDAQ stocks are ones that don't have as much brick and mortar. Everything is technology-based. And everyone at home was... Doing their technology, technology for, for work, technology for, for your entertainment. So the NASDAQ is actually the market that was doing the best, you know, year to
1: date. Is that, I guess, a trend that you expect to continue here moving forward? Or is that just kind of a, a state of what we've dealt with the last few months? And, you know, the tech companies obviously went up. People clearly were investing in them. But things are going to eventually kind of even out and get back to normal.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And that's the $64,000 question from the investment side of things. You have what you call value stocks and what you have is growth stocks. And there's a huge discussion going on right now. Typically, these companies that are more growthy and are tech based, as we've seen this year through COVID, are ones that you would think might be the ones at most risk if there is a slowdown, but we're learning that perhaps it's not about your industry and whether it's tech to retailing, but it really is about you know, your balance sheet. Do you have enough money as a company to survive any type of slowdown you know, to your business? And on the other end, if you're growing fast enough, do you have enough access to capital to continue to spend money to grow? So, our point of view is that we are going to see a rotation There's another word for you Rotation From some of these Tech names And these names That have really Priced themselves To perfection So far this year With how much They've gone up And we're actually Looking for some of those More tried and true Companies that are, in fact, in the Dow, that uh, pay dividends. We haven't talked about dividends yet, but a lot of the uh, stocks that have huge cash flow will pay dividends, and we would consider them to be a little bit safer than those high-flying tech stocks.
1: And for the people out there listening, the dividends, uh, meaning you're you're clearly getting money back for, for your investment, correct?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So with investing, what you're doing is when you buy a stock, you're actually putting money, and you're becoming an owner of that company, right? You can... Put a thousand dollars in, five thousand dollars in, a hundred thousand in. You know, you can. That's the whole idea. The company is public, so as long as you go and buy a share of it, you are a shareholder. You do have a vote uh, that you can uh, offer to them at their annual shareholder meeting if you hold the stock through the meeting. And so, some stocks pay dividends, right? And they pay quarterly dividends. Some can pay monthly, but most will pay quarterly. Some stocks don't pay dividends because they're growing, but absolutely, that is a very important part of the investing process.
1: You mentioned the word rotation, and and I'd be curious, I guess, to know um, how often, you know, companies are potentially, you know, being evaluated or potentially moved from one, you know, end of the market to the other, say NASDAQ and all of a sudden being traded potentially in the S&P 500. Is that is that something that happens very often? Is that something that needs to be evaluated every quarter, every year? Is that, or is that, just essentially based on how much the company is going to grow?
0: Well, that's, that's a good, good question. But a lot of, again, the, the stocks are in uh, more than one index. So it's not really like you move from the NASDAQ to the Dow or to the S&P. It's more like a rotation from a growth type of company to a value company or one that doesn't pay a dividend to one that might pay a dividend. Sometimes you're looking to grow, and sometimes you're just looking to generate income. Right? So, depending on what your personal financial plan is and how it's changing, you might want to be looking more for income, and other ones are looking more for growth. But the rotation doesn't mean from one index to another. Hi, this is Dewey Steffen, CEO of Great Lakes Wealth. Are you interested in investing but aren't sure where to start? At Great Lakes Wealth, our mission is to provide Wall Street solutions with Main Street values to our clients and the communities we serve. We offer a qualified, experienced, and dedicated team to each and every client. We work with conservative, moderate, and aggressive investors and strive to help them reach their financial goals. So, if you have at least $100,000 to invest, please visit our website at www.greatlakeswealth.us or call me, Dewey Steffen at 248-378-1200 to learn more. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show.
1: Okay, so as far as the NASDAQ goes, if you had to say, this is something you really need to know, you, you really need to you know keep in mind when, when you're talking about these companies and, and looking at and evaluating, I guess, is there a most important thing that you would put at the top of the list to, to inform people about?
0: Well, with the NASDAQ, it would be that they're tech-based, and typically, the NASDAQ goes up the most when there's good periods in the market, Mm -hmm. and it typically goes down the most when there's bad periods in the market. So with this recovery we've seen in the last 60 days, The Nasdaq, you know, led the charge. In 1999, going back uh, 20 years, the Nasdaq is what, you know, was going gangbusters and hitting new highs every day prior to, you know, 2000 and, you know, 2000, 2002. So, the Nasdaq, just be forewarned, will uh, be the most volatile um, of the markets for sure. 2008, the Nasdaq dropped more than the S&P and the Dow.
1: And the S and P five hundred. If you had to impress upon, uh, you know, a, a dummy like me, or you know, certainly uh, people out there, maybe that are, are listening. What's the, the biggest thing to know, I suppose, about it?
0: So, again, it's the most diversified of the indices in terms of, uh, of being a cross-reference. And I guess I'll just I'll say also, you can buy these indices, you can buy the index through what's called an ETF, an exchange-traded fund. So, you can try to pick a stock out of the NASDAQ or the Dow or the S&P, or you can just go ahead and buy a mutual fund that would just be the index or an ETF, exchange-traded fund that just mirrors the index. So some people um, don't want to have to Buy and sell and be active. They just won't be passive investors, knowing that the market over time. Again, which market are we talking about? The Dow, the S P, and the Nasdaq. And Bogey, we didn't even get into international <laughs> indices. There's
1: this other. Whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah. We'll, I, I don't want to learn too much today. Come yeah, on, now. yeah, we'll
0: have to. Yeah, we'll save that for another <laughs> podcast. But back in back to uh, domestic investing, there is another one called the Russell 2000 Index. And again, we'll leave that um, just out there as a little carrot that there are more indices than just the three main ones we're talking about today. But as we're moving along, we wanna make sure that we understand that all three can go up and make, you know, fortunes and they can also go down and lose investors' money.
1: Absolutely. They all can and just I guess to wrap that up, the Dow of course, again, the even though it's not maybe right now, the the safest, the most sustainable, you know, from that standpoint. Just we're, to rehash,
0: we're not going to say the safest. Okay. So again, we're not going to say we'll the safest. We use a different word. We're going to say the largest companies that are known as heavy with cash flow. So you can call them behemoths, but uh, we're not going to call them the safest.
1: So for people out there who you know like me, uh, trying to learn, trying to figure you know things out, figure out what you're watching you know on CNBC every morning, or you know if you follow CNBC on on social media or anything, things that you're reading. What is the biggest thing, I suppose, if we missed anything or or something that you would like to just basically describe to people about what they should be paying attention attention to on a day-to-day basis?
0: I don't think that they should be paying attention to anything on a day-to-day basis. Really? No, absolutely not. You either need to hire a professional so you can uh, live your life, and then you just check on your investments periodically. You have reviews, and you just understand your situation. If you are going to check investments on a daily basis, then there's again, a host of things you want to be checking out. And there's not one that's going to be, you know, more important than other.
1: All right. Fantastic breakdown. I feel like I can I can fire up the TV now in the morning. I'll know a little bit more uh, about what I'm looking at, what I should be paying attention to. Uh, didn't get a chance when, when we opened up this episode again, episode six of the What Do We Do podcast to just say hey, happy Fourth of July. You know, of course, to everyone. It was just a couple of days ago. Hope you enjoyed the weekend. You strike me as a boat guy. Is that, is, that, is that you on, on the 4th of July or during weekends during the summer, or no?
0: Not even close. Listen, I'm, a, I'm, I'm totally on board with getting on a boat, but it's going to be my best friend's boat. You know what I mean? You don't want to be in charge. I'm going to be a great passenger. I'm going to uh, show up. I'm going to have sunblock, and I'm going to just sit there and uh, enjoy the ride. But on that note, I think we should also tell everyone that we are now starting the second half of the year. This is uh, going to be... An, exciting six months of investing. It's going to be an exciting six months of the global economy. We have an election that's coming up in the in the fall to winter. We also have COVID-19 and all that's going on with that, as well as the... Uh, the backdrop of investing and what we have coming our way. So this is going to be an exciting second half of 2020, no doubt
1: about it. All right. You might not want to be steering the boat, but you're certainly steering the ship here at Great Lakes Wealth. You can find more information. Uh, just go to greatlakeswealth.us. Of course, follow Great Lakes Wealth on all of their social channels. You can follow the What Do We Do podcast on social media as well. And of course, uh, we appreciate you guys downloading, sharing, subscribing, and hopefully learning uh, you know a thing or two once a week here as we continue. to drop these podcasts uh, for Bogey right here. I I appreciate you kind of taking on the different role of asking me some questions and educating me a little bit, Dewey. It's been fun. Uh, Can't wait to do some more. The next one's going to be hot
0: advice from a licensed professional.